and welcome to the podcast of the FEM Committee of Rotterdam 2022. My name is Nina and I'm one of the co-chairs of FEM. I'm Rafael, I'm the other co-chair. Uh, and we thought we could start with some quick introductions of both ourselves and of the topic. So my name is Nina, uh, I'm from the Netherlands, I study sociology in Amsterdam um, and I'm really excited to um, chair this committee um, during the National Selection Conference of EYP the Netherlands. Rotterdam. Yeah. Uh, I'm Raphael. I study biopharmaceutical sciences in Leiden, and I've actually chaired a human trafficking topic before, that are specifically on child trafficking. Um. So a quick introduction of the topic, Raphael. What is human trafficking? Human trafficking is the movement, or rather, transportation of people for means of exploitation. During Rotterdam 2022, our committee topic will mostly focus on human trafficking for sexual exploitation and then especially how this affects women as we are, of course, the FEM committee and as 92% of all uh, sex trafficking victims are women. Rafael, there is one specific measure that our committee will mostly focus on. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Well, Nina, thank you for asking. We're going to, to mostly focus on the EU strategy on combating trafficking in human beings, which was published uh, a few months ago. And it's a part of a um, directive, but because it's not really written well and doesn't really offer any solutions, we've critiqued in our topic overview. The EU strategy on combating trafficking in human beings will be the main focus of our committee um, as it has been the last true implementation of legislation surrounding human trafficking. But as you can read in our topic overview, there are a lot of problems surrounding this strategy. It was implemented and written by the European Commission, which is the executive body of the EU, which means that they propose legislation which then goes to the European Parliament to either, they either approve of it, reject it or amend it. So the European Commission is, has been vital so far in the European approach towards sex trafficking. Right, so the European Commission isn't the only actor in this case. Um, there are a few, but the most important ones are Frontex, which is essentially European Border Patrol, uh, Europol and Eurojust, which, which have very similar functions, but Eurojust focuses mostly on legal on the legality of criminalisation and requires at least two member states to facilitate cooperation. And lastly, we have GRETA, which stands for... The Group of Experts on Action Against Trafficking in Human Beings. So uh, GRETA monitors implementation of a convention about human trafficking that has been proposed by the Council of Europe. And GRETA is one of the only bodies that... Um, or one of the most important bodies in regards to human trafficking and regularly publishes reports on the state of human trafficking in member states. It's also one of the few bodies specifically dedicated towards uh, human trafficking in the EU. Um, now let's move on to measures. We already talked a bit about the EU strategy on combating trafficking in human beings. Um, this is a direct um, 
result of the anti-trafficking directive that was published in 2011. Following this anti-trafficking directive, there have been a series of strategies published every four-ish four years um, that have to do with um, combating human trafficking or what it was first called uh, eradicating human trafficking. And we have noticed that both this directive and the strategy um, have been proven ineffective in a way, especially the anti-trafficking directive. It is mentioned in the EU strategy on combating trafficking in human beings that this directive is mostly ineffective in actually having any effect on uh, the amount of trafficking in Europe. But yet it is one of the most important measures in the EU strategy on combating trafficking to again implement this directive, which makes no sense. Indeed. When looking at human trafficking, we have to acknowledge that there are a lot of uh, factors, lots of situations that can occur, which induce this effect where certain people, mostly marginalized people, are more prone to be trafficked. Indeed, we can agree that human trafficking is a very complex matter. But what something that's important to, to recognize is that a lot of things can induce trafficking, or rather the probability of being trafficked. Nina, do you have anything in mind? Yeah, for instance, low socioeconomic class can lead to a higher risk of trafficking. Transgender women are more commonly trafficked than cis women. People from different racial backgrounds have a higher rate of trafficking, etc. Most marginalized groups are largely impacted by sex trafficking. But in general, the group that is most affected by sex trafficking, which is women, there's also a lack of measures protecting women or specifically ensuring that women are not trafficked. Although, for instance, the strategy that was mentioned before does strive towards a more gendered lens uh, in regards to accommodating sex trafficking, it largely fails to actually structurally implement that in any way. So in the strategy, there's a small focus on including non-binary victims, but at the same time, even within the same set of measures, they want to include same-sex shelters, which doesn't really cooperate well together. In general, there's an apparent lack of measures that accurately combats sex trafficking. Although there are quite some measures that specifically tackle child trafficking and labor trafficking, this sadly has not yet been done with sex trafficking, as there are not a lot of strict or specific regulations surrounding this type of trafficking. One important thing to note is, is that Human trafficking is something which happens uh, both on a national level, so internally, and internationally, so between countries, even between uh, continents. Around half of trafficking victims are trafficked to a different country, uh, for instance, like from Hungary to the Netherlands or even from South Africa. But a lot of other victims are trafficked to a local uh, hotel, for instance, by their own uh, family. And this makes it very difficult to, first of all, identify human trafficking and also to combat it because it's a crime that happens through many different ways and includes many different actors because it's not just big uh, networks of criminals but also family members, which are included. Of course, in regards to the pandemic, the pandemic and digitalization of sex work has 
uh, led to constantly changing and adapting forms of sex trafficking and exploitation, which also makes it more difficult for authorities to detect, combat, and eventually, hopefully, eradicate trafficking for sexual exploitation. Yeah, because you have to keep in mind that in the end, trafficking happens for a reason, because there's a certain uh, demand of its own service. And because of the COVID pandemic, the amounts of trafficking for online purposes, like certain online shows where people are sexually exploited, has skyrocketed. And this induced a different kind of trafficking in general, because you can exploit anyone online anywhere. So the means of exploitation differ uh, also on a time basis, which means that this landscape of exploitation and trafficking is always changing and requires very adaptive legislation to stop it. This leads to the main cause of sex trafficking, as sex trafficking doesn't just exist in a vacuum, but people are trafficked for a purpose, for a reason, for a certain type of exploitation. Most sex trafficking victims eventually uh, end up in sex work or in prostitution. For instance, in most member states, um, sex work and, generally speaking, prostitution is um, criminalized, and there are only a few countries which have to a certain degree, decriminalized sex work or prostitution. The Netherlands, for instance, is one of the few countries which have fully decriminalized prostitution. But this on itself has caused major issues because you can see that there are major discrepancies between member states in what kind of sexual acts for payment are allowed. So there's always this demand for sex work, but it, this demand is not legal, which means that the people involved are usually criminals or victims. So, and because of this weird system, the victims have no representation in politics, no representation um, in any form of labor unions, no legal representation. And if they want to speak out, if they want to press charges, then they can't really do that to begin with because A, they have to acknowledge that if they come out as a sex worker, that they themselves might be prosecuted. even aside from that, they might as well just be beaten to death, in some cases even, by their own um, pimps. Yeah, violence is a large issue, of course, in uh, trafficking. And this can lead to a culture of fear in areas where sex work is even decriminalized. As, of course, stigmatization and uh, a stigma on being a prostitute and an even larger stigma on being a victim of sex trafficking play a large role in society and also in the reactions of victims in regards to being trafficked. Right, and in the Netherlands specifically, prostitution is allowed, but the issue is that uh, most prostitutes are trafficked from um, Eastern Europe. And while there are uh, sex trafficking unions, the popularity of uh, those workers is minimal compared to that of trafficked people, since they are simply uh, cheaper. And of course, in countries where uh, sex work is still illegal and criminalized, um, unions are not even able to exist in any form, uh, and representation of sex workers is even lower than in countries where it is decriminalized. 
In a lot of cases, the traffic people are abused by the traffickers or by the pimps because in a lot of cases their passports are taken away and they don't really know their rights because the legislation on human trafficking and uh, prostitution differs per country. So in some, in some countries you can uh, speak out, you can get help from uh, a certain agency and perhaps uh, the exploiters and the traffickers can be prosecuted and in other countries there's no platform for you to speak up there's no platform for you to, to get help from so in that case you, you're completely alone and the discrepancies between that really differs by member states and because half the trafficking is international this affects a lot of people Okay, we hope that you learned uh, something from this quick podcast and that this has kind of prepared you in a more academic way for the session. Before the session starts, of course, we want to encourage you to read the topic overview and to maybe do some of your own research if, you're, if you feel like that's needed. We, we do really appreciate your own research because it really broadens the academic perspective of this committee. Yes. And of course, the most important thing is that you read the topic overview, that you get excited for the session. And we will see you during Rotterdam 2022. Tschüss. Bye.